Happy Father's Day month, dickheads, and welcome back to episode four of the Random Assortment featuring me, the big homie Sean. Stop dragging your feet acting like I don't ask you to do the same shit for every episode. Head on over to the show page at Random Assortment Podcast on Instagram. And if you will, visit our website. That's at www.randomassortmentpodcast.com. Today, my co-host is the first woman to grace our show and a very special woman she is. Her name is Fatima Johnson, a mother, entrepreneur, amazing friend, and newly engaged. Y'all give it up one time for my girl Fatima Halen from Harlem, New York. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? I am honored to be on here with my friend, like my forever friend. Like, call you my baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? So, Listen, do not try to I'm get me so beat honored. up by your fiance. Thank you. No, you're First of all, he knows you're my baby dad. Okay? As long as he know the vibes. But (laughs) thank you for gracing us with your presence today, Queen. Now, I obviously know you moved from Harlem. Do you mind telling all 10 of my listeners where you relocated to? I have relocated to Virginia. I know it's crazy from Harlem to Virginia, but I needed that calm. I'm really That's super important. I definitely appreciate that being a young black man coming from Harlem. It, it's, it's cool to be from Harlem, but it, it's not the best place. You feel me? I mean, I had just a little bit of influences, I think. I would say yeah. that there's the influences. They're great. I feel like they, it builds their posture. So I'll tell you that. Definitely builds they character. posture out of nobody's business, but it's not the greatest influences that are out there. It's either you can be going to school or you're not going to school. It's just, you know. Yo, everybody's leaving New York City. Like, what's happening up there like what's going on oh have you seen the news (laughs) first of all i don't know why people went to turn um throwing people off the train tracks nowadays i don't know why that's the thing but that's crazy yeah i don't know i feel like it's a covid thing i don't i don't know i feel like it's just like anarch that's how i feel like it is like it's just a lot going on where people just don't know what to do with their time and they're just doing things i also believe social media have a lot to do with it as well like i think the influence of social media Clickbait, um, being, uh, being, um, what is that word? Just going viral over something. When, especially if you don't have any talent, you go viral for doing something stupid. No you, cap. You're doing something stupid. Nah, you said um, that right the I first time. I think that's what's happening. Like, I, I, I don't understand it, but it is absolute madness. It is. Nah, but that's definitely true about the pandemic because when I was in New York during the top of the pandemic, like, and excuse me, but all of the white women were leaving, like. <laughs> They had this shelter on like, it was some shelter by Central Park and they had put homeless people to stay in that shelter temporarily. And like mad people left the east side as a result of that. So that's when I started to really see like a lot of people was leaving New York City. I think the pandemic really spawned a movement. A good one. It, it, it has definitely shifted a lot of different elements, right? Like it's either you busted out your business in the pandemic or you've um, grown to um, the ability to just get yourself out of your own way and move or you decided that you were just going to start, you know, scamming and robbing people. <laughs> like it's like depending on how you... I mean, you, that's a viable option right now. It, 
right. I'm just saying it is so many different ways you could have taken the pandemic. You could have really took it on and said, listen, since I'm laid off, I'm going to go ahead and push on to my dreams and do things that I said that I was going to do that I've been procrastinating about. Or um, you took it as of an opportunity to be completely lazy. It really does. It really does shape the person that you are ultimately. And I think that that's what happened with a lot of people. I moved during an opportunity where I was trying to get away from a job that I just really didn't like anymore and I was Mm -hmm. able to move with the security of being on furlough so it kind of worked out in my favor so I took that opportunity to make a better outcome for myself and then there's others who took that opportunity to say damn is real you know PPPs (laughs) is busting I don't know I can't call it created a lot of people PPPs is busting you understand at every turn what work listen if I wasn't so afraid to go to jail that PP they was just giving out those PPP loans. I nah, they definitely like, was. I can't. But now they catching up to niggas. They got lists and shit of people who had the PPP loan. I'm not with nothing. Right. Not at <laughs> like, all. You won't catch I'm me out here, Uncle Tom. PPP loan. This girl is eating crap every week. I don't understand. Right. And you get a little money. You want to eat crabs every week and sit outside and drink Coronas? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening here? I can't. <laughs> People was getting PPE loans for braiding hair. They was getting these PPE loans for, for doing, like, the most focused things. They had a car. They were saying there was Ubers. Like, it was crazy. But I felt like you could have just taken an opportunity where you were not going to get any money. Like, you wasn't going to try. You wasn't going to see this type of bank in a while. Facts. Why not use it to flip it or invest into something? I don't care what you invest. It could have been a freaking beauty supply store. You know what I'm saying? Or like anything. Try to flip your money. But now. Uncle Sam ain't playing. They coming for you. Yeah, they want that money back too. Heavy on it. Them alphabet boys does not play. Okay, I don't want. That's the only. That's the only beef I have with is the alphabet boy and the devil himself. That's it. <laughs> I, I'll argue that they might be one and the same, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> you know this is the random assortment. I'm hitting you with my first random question. Yes. Are you a milf? I am a very much a milf. <laughs> I wasn't There's expecting no you to say yeah to that. I didn't even have to hesitate on well, that. You didn't even think about it. You ain't think twice. No, no, 30, 40 years young and absolute milk. Absolute no. Like even like like my son had spotted me on TikTok the other day. He was like, "Mom, seriously." Now nah, your boys is seriously. funny. I be dying at them on the gram. Like the younger one just be super super over you. Like <laughs> no, oh my god, I I really like my my kids. They the way they perceive, the way that children perceive like is completely different. My oldest son versus my youngest son. I just don't understand. You would think that they were raised by two different parents mm-hmm. because one just doesn't get it and the other one totally gets it where i honestly think that you know god forbid i leave this earth anytime soon ethan god will forbid. have to care of his older brother mm, for sure that's crazy for sure the younger he, one. he cooked for him he cooked like it's absolute crazy yeah that's that's different it is, i don't understand like ethan you know ethan is ethan lord Ethan is the reason why I do all the overtime. Ethan and Elias sure. are definitely a vibe. Ethan and Elias, they're wild, they're wild. But Elias is just a sweet, um, 
he's older, but he's just so sweet and he's so sensitive. But then he's just like so like man. He all he wears is like in Crocs. Ethan, listen, he a country boy. You know that's the vibe down here. He is not country. Okay? <laughs> he is a Harlem boy. Let us please do not, please do yeah. not. He guys, he is a Harlem. Okay? Wait till he get in the, that uh high school and start breaking them pockets open. Oh lord, you know. Pieces. Make sure you have that baby shower shirt ready. You understand? Ooh, <laughs> Lord, don't you do that. Then what, is, what, is, what is the word for grandma that's sexy? Like, that's going to be me because they're not, I'm not even playing. We're going to call you abuela. Oh. <laughs> Abuelita. Yes. Permiso. Yes. Looking like a hotness. <laughs> Telling you, my kids is never gonna let me outside. So, a little backstory: uh, me and Tima met while I was working at Three One One, which was over a decade now, and I definitely couldn't foresee where our friendship would end up. Where's Yolanda, yo? <laughs> Shut up! She just like it's disappeared off the face of the earth. I like, oh my god, I love Three One One. Like, I swear to God, Three One One was like. <sighs> Lord, first of all, they couldn't separate us. They got nah. every shift together. They, they tried. They definitely tried. And remember when they thought that you were my baby daddy? I swear <laughs> to God, it was so fucking funny. Because we were so sick as thieves. Like, we sat at the same desk. We, Yo. It was just like, you yeah, can't we used to be in there cutting up. He's running late. Leave his headset right there on his desk. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? You. They be playing, acting like I, they know they're not supposed to be in my seat. If you don't go find right. somewhere else to sit. Nah, right, that. but I tell you, the moment I fell in love with Sean was when it was cold outside. And we both looked at each other. And this, first of all, we were, we worked in Brooklyn and we both lived in Harlem and we both was like, yo, are we going to take a cab? And that's when I fell because I was just like, he was speaking my soul. You understand? Nobody's waiting for that last train at 12 o'clock. our check on cab. Nah, that. That's probably the realest thing the random assortment has ever heard right there. Like, real talk, we used to work until 12 at night, so we had to catch that last train coming out of Brooklyn going back to Harlem. Nobody was trying to run down the block to catch no train. Like, what y'all think this is? And, and, and it was a walk. It was not like, it wasn't like... Man, that was a long road, like, five blocks. ...with your destination. Like, Brooklyn was five miles. Like, Yo. I almost felt like Brooklyn was part of the country. It was just, like, miles away. And I'm like, I can't, Sean, I can't this walk and I just was like and you was like you want to get in the car I was sold that's when I fell in love with with Sean like that's when I fell in love with you because like <laughs> you spoke my bougie-ness <laughs> I didn't want to take a cab I mean a train yo just to get out the call center was like two miles it was crazy it was crazy and we I think we took a cab at least three or four times a week yo listen we and made, then I was pregnant do it, do so I was super spoiled this is why you got the term of my baby daddy because I refused to go yo. outside to get me something to eat <laughs> Johnson, what do you want to eat? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I, it was so bad. My ankles were swollen. It was I was miserable, but you took care of me because I was. Word, we held it down. We held it down for a lot. I was snapping on my calls. I was just like, remember when we used to put the calls on hold and we used to be like, listen, what we eat for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Because your noise complaint could wait two minutes. Talking about the neighbor right. upstairs walking hard with shoes on. Ain't that what neighbors do? <laughs> 
They used to be mad annoying. Yo, they would just call for any oh little thing. And then they would call multiple times, like, back to back. Back to back. We used to know who to call us for. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But 311 was great. Like, I felt it like was. 311 I loved helping taught people. me so much patience. Living in New York has taught me a lot of patience. Um, 311 was super dope. And 311 was really the development of Sean and Tima. Like, I feel like that was like, I can't, I can't imagine not having this friendship that we have. Like, it's just amazing we don't we don't need to speak every day yo facts every time we see we each other it's other like the first like, time right right it's like it's, it's literally like one of my most my, my most valued friendship besides you know claudia because she's crazy yeah, absolutely i'm no glad you put that in there because i don't want claudia to come at my neck oh no for sure <laughs> she would like if i i gotta you ain't gotta tell me best friend on instagram because she will she will rag <laughs> Go and give Claudia a shout out real quick, real fast. Oh yes, my best friend. That's my wife. Mm. My wife, Claudia Jones. I love her, but like, like everything. She's like, I can't even. Again, these are one of these relationships. You don't need to have many. You just need to have a few. And meaningful. I ones. can't live without her. Facts. Those meaningful relationships be everything. And we didn't even know it. Right. The time. She's the one that came down for my my engagement. She she flew out for one day and surprised me, and I was like totally. Shocked, but I dope. thought that she needed me and she came down for me. I had no idea. I thought that she was just, you know, having a moment. It was right before her birthday. And, you know, we haven't been able to spend, I've never missed a birthday with her. And we've never missed each other's birthday. So her coming down was important to me. And, but I thought she needed me, my support. And she wound up surprising me to be here for my engagement. So I was, I was super thrilled about that. Super dope. All right. So boom, you and Dakota are relationship goals if i ever seen them high school sweethearts yeah. and i think y'all been together since without break correct me if i'm wrong we've had a, we've had like one or breaks but they were like three or four day breaks they weren't like long breaks we've had a break early on before we had kids um it was during a count. time where we were fresh out of high school into college and we we're kind of like figuring out life and um we wasn't too sure whether or not having a committed relationship was a smart thing to do since we were so young. And But then it was just like one of those things where it was like inseparable, where we wasn't really claiming each other, but it was kind of impossible to do so. And we, we was like, what knew. are we doing? Like, this is not us. <laughs> this is not us. Um, but the breaks weren't really long, but 21 years, you're going to have those ups and downs. Like, Absolutely. You're not going to go ahead and proceed to say that we're perfect, but um, communication is definitely definitely important teach the people i need to know too i'm saying yeah you do <laughs> you do i can't even oh yo don't God. be trying to you expose me to don't, don't be trying to expose soul. me to the people you heard i, just I be am out not here gonna living. expose you too much but lord jesus christ he worries me so much because he can be relationship go one minute and fuck them hoes the I next. I don't, that, I'm just saying. That. Listen, <laughs> listen. Things change at the drop of a dime, especially in today's climate. You're... <laughs> Listen. I cannot. So now y'all got two young bulls and y'all living in a new state. In a world of hookup culture and overexposure, what's y'all secret? Again, communication. Um, I don't try to change him and he doesn't try to change me. Um, I believe that a, a lot of people always say that we don't argue that much. And I feel like me and Dakota have a, a code of like understanding, meaning 
we don't need to yell or scream or bicker with each other in order to get our point across. I honestly, to be quite honest, Dakota had taught me very early on. I think we were only like two or three years in our relationship when we were young high schoolers. And I remember I was mad at him about something, mm-hmm. something crazy. And we were coming from the Magic Johnson <coughs> movie theater. And I had said something to him and he was like listening, but not really saying anything. And by the time we got to the bottom of the escalator, he turned around to me and he said, I am not going to be that ghetto couple who argues outside in the street. <laughs> if you want to talk to me, listen, I tell you, if you want to talk to me, you talk to me with the even tone and we can talk about it when we get home. I'll listen to whatever it is that you have to say. And in my mind, I wanted to say, Excuse me. I wanted to say. Let it out. <laughs> let it out. To, but then again, the way he addressed it to me wasn't in a stop talking to me like this type of way. It was like, listen, I don't respond well to the way you're talking to me. So you're not going to get what you want out of it. So talk to me with some respect and you'll get it in the same return. And ever since then, I literally get whatever I want by having a simple conversation with him. I don't like this. This is what I want you to stop doing. And he'll probably say yes or no or whatever but it's in a tone where it's respectable. So he gives me that, I give him that. So that's, this is, and it's always been like that. I I really think anybody has ever seen Dakota and I actually argue. However, it does happen. Like we don't, like it's never, but it's never a screaming match. It's more like, I didn't like that you did this. And I'm going to need you to stop doing this. And and it's like that. But and that's I the way it should be. One of the main things is communication. Like, Facts. it's just... And, and also, to be quite honest, Dakota was raised really, really well. Like, his dad did not play. Like, when we were hanging out in Harlem, I didn't care if I was 18. She needed to go home at 9 o'clock. You need to get her in the house by 9 o'clock. Like, he, his dad and his mom did not play. Yeah. So, I've gotten lucky. I'm, I'm definitely lucky because I know that they're definitely some um, uncomfortable characters out there so you said that real nicely i had a different word going through my head but we gonna chill (laughs) well i had to you know the public is here i don't i don't think that they're ready for our real language man they about to get it today they 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 gonna have to pull up a seat to get our real conversation but there's definitely some characters out here that i don't miss the single life at all like i i think that the, the moment of missing that life was like my 20s, early 20s, maybe a little bit after I had Elias, I was just like, mm, let me see, you know, maybe something about, but you learn really quickly that it's not it ain't that. Uh-uh. People it, with STDs is going around. I can't. Listen, and it's even worse now with social media because everybody has so much access and doesn't know how to, like, handle that. Like, it's, like, just right. I've, too much. I've, it's to a point where I have to take off a, like, social media break. It's too much. That's a fact. Everybody be taking social media breaks, including me. It took me, I think, a year and a half to even get on IG before it became, like, popular and all that. Right. The resistance. I've, I've, I've gotten on IG because I realized Dakota had IG, and I was just like, well, why the f*** are not friends? <laughs> that used to be a big thing for us. Like, me being his friend on social media, I used that hey, to be really fuck with Why you got to be but all again, in that, that man's friends listening on? And I won. You see, I'm his best friend on social media. Nah, no cap. I've never seen Dakota get out of line with you. Like, even when he's being stern, I- I've never seen him, like, scream at you or anything. And that's never. super, super he important. Would, he would never. I would, like, he, but he'll give me, it. it's like a, I told you, it's like a cold. Like, he'll give me either a look or, like, 
if I'm a little bit too drunk, he'll tap my leg under the table and say, babe, you're a little loud. <laughs> you're a little drunk. You know, and I was just like, okay. But he's like, he's, he's like a real, he's a, such a great provider, an amazing dad, um, a wonderful protector. Like, I don't have, I can't, I can't express the love that I have for that man. And like, it, it's beyond what I, this life that we have, it's like absolutely my life part. Like, I even told him, I don't even know what you're going to do if you decide that you don't want me. Anymore. I can Yo. see why there's some girls who go crazy. No cap. The I, I, mere thought of like living life without him gives me insight. Yo, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I bangs with y'all relationship. It's just a certain ease that it exudes, and y'all always laughing and having fun. Right, like we go to strip clubs together. Like his, I think his twenty first birthday, I threw him a party at the strip club, hey. and people were like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm just like, "Because he likes strippers. I do too." Yeah, what's Let's the problem? Together. <laughs> Yo, it just made sense. <clears throat> so, when is the wedding? Um. 7-Eleven next year. It was going to be 7-Eleven this year, but a girl has to put her body together. Okay, okay. You know, Got to get that wedding body ready. COVID wait. 7-Eleven um, next year is either going to be in Barbados hey, or Mexico. Island wedding. Listen, island wedding, yeah. we, we getting smashed at that wedding. I just hope you ready. Absolutely. We turn it all the way up. I don't even want to remember my name, my first, last, or new name. I don't remember. I don't want to remember either one. I'm just praying someone will watch my kids during that time because I'm going to be a complete fool. Listen, but, where's mommy at? Is she going to be going? Why mommy can't watch cool. the kids? Well, mommy told me that she needs love too. Oh, that's a definitely a so, thing. That's true. She she just basically said that I need my vacation too, but I'm just asking people to take a day. So, put, put some respect you know, on you her name. You would take a day, Sean. My Absolutely. mom would take a day. Claudia would take a day. Um, you know, everyone just take a day. It, it won't be for long, but I'm just thinking somebody could take shifts. I'll schedule everybody's shifts to take my kids, and then and since you don't have any kids yet, and I'm praying that you don't have one by the time we go because. Nah. I don't know what to tell your baby mama. Nah. But she gonna be dead. That's gonna be it. She gonna be in labor. I'm gonna be on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to who wedding? Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next random question. You ready? Yes. And and this is truly the random assortment. Don't judge me. How many windows are in New York? <laughs> no, like in an apartment. Period. All windows together. Boy, don't play with me. I don't know. <laughs> don't give me the spot lying. According to it's a study on LinkedIn, how many? According to a study on LinkedIn, there are 32.75 million windows in New York, including apartments, offices, and cars. That is a tragedy. There's not even that many parking spaces in New York and you got that many windows. And I bet you there are 30.75 million nosy women sitting in them with their legs in the air, including my grandmother. Please, please. (laughs) Please. Oh, fun fact. My neighbor was having her out here and I swear to God, I, I don't know if you've been seeing like these little things on TikTok where you try to be nosy and you try to act like you braiding hair. I kid you not. I pretended like I was taking spots off the wall just so I can listen. Like I'm, I miss like in the country, they don't fight like people out here. It's like too nice. Yeah, I feel like I'm right? in Pleasantville. Especially like, in the A. range of ratchetness. Just a little bit for a weekend. Like, can y'all turn up? A little bit. When I tell you, I heard like yelling above certain octave, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what, what's happening? Yo. I like turned 
all down my TV. Dakota was like, what is going on? What are you doing? And I'm like, I think they're having an argument. We have to go listen. And he was like, so I I pretend I got me a magic white, um, the Mr. Clean white, and I opened okay. up the door and I pretended like I was just getting the marks off the wall that the kids made. Hey, yo, and they just continued with the argument like nothing was happening. I was hoping that they would, but the girl rolled up her window and left. So. Yeah, she like, this not Harlem, baby. This ain't that. Right. Look at she being nosy. I was like, damn it. But I was excited because it was like my first. It's really like, it's chill. Like, I miss like brunch with my best friend. I miss brunch yeah. with you. Like, we used to go out all the time. And yeah. I, just miss, I just miss my family most of the time. But I am I am happy I made the move. I don't live in the projects anymore. There's hey. no elevators. We up, we um, up. I haven't heard a gunshot in a while. So, you know, and I don't use mass transportation. I think that's the only thing I kind of do miss, though. I drive and I hate driving. So. Oh, you miss the train. I do. I miss the train, but not now that they're pushing people off. Yeah, hell no. The train is no, different. But right I now. do miss like the try, like the like to be able to get somewhere without having to drive. Like here, you have to get it. It teaches you to grow the f up over here because it's like fact. you have to drive. Um, and you know, I didn't drive anywhere. You drove me everywhere. Dakota <laughs> drove me everywhere. I was I was a passenger seater with the ox cord playing the music. Yo. I'm not a driver. That's not me. It's a different day now. You know, it is a different day. I have my own car. I, I try as much as possible to jump in the passenger seat when we're all going out as a family. Um, but other than that, I got to drive myself to and from work every day and it sucks. But overall, it's a, it's, it was a good move. It was a tough move. It was something that I had to leap out on faith. And I think a lot of people should do that. Leap out on faith and, and just go for whatever it is that you need to go for that's a fact. I definitely agree with that. And I'm going to get into my very first topic. This is a little bit of a heavy one. Um, of course, everybody knows that there has been a lot of mass shootings across states in the U.S., including Texas most recently. Um, there was a shooting at Robb Elementary School on May 24th, where 21 people died. And rest in peace to the families and to the individuals oh, yeah, who passed cool. away. Definitely sending our love out to them in Texas. Um, I'm going to stay away from the shooting talk today, and I'm more so going to focus on Congressman Ronnie Jackson. Um, according to an article written by Daniel Jerkins of SOHH.com, Ronnie Jackson has decided to defend the Second Amendment right and blamed hip-hop for influencing the murderous rampage. Um, are, are, we, are we out of things to blame? No, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand um, how, like, I, I hear a lot of people saying people are the ones who push guns, people are the ones who pull the triggers, it's not the guns, it's, you know, people behind the guns, and then, and then to blame hip hop, I don't know many videos that have mass shootings of schools. Bruh. Do you know of any schools, any videos that Bruh. anything related to schools or mass shootings? I'm confused. Not a single one. I mean, not a single one. Um, if anything, we are responsible for most of the strip clubs that goes up in, throughout the United States, but we're not responsible e for shootings. I'm not going to say, I don't think that we need to take on that, but I, I find <laughs> it that there is crazy, how crazy it is zero accountability for um, the fact that you are able to get um, access to these weapons. I'm not saying that weapons are all um, that what does it, but an 18-year-old is not able to drink but is able to handle a firearm. That makes no sense. 
to me. Absolutely. You know, that you have to make that make sense. This person is not able or functional or doesn't have the brain capacity to carry their liquor, mm. but they can pull the trigger of an AR-15. What will you need an AR-15 when you have no military training, no nothing? You just decided, hey, for my 18th birthday, I played enough Call of Duty. I'm going to go get me an AR-15. Down at the Walmart. I don't understand. At what point do we say, okay, we need to... And furthermore, you can't even drive. You can't even rent a vehicle until you're 25. You're not responsible enough to drive or rent a vehicle in the United States until you can get an AR-15. You got to make this make sense to me. It's not... However, the math is not math right now. I understand that that is a huge debate amongst people, but there has to be accountability at some point that these these these, these kids are, are, are dying for from senseless acts and then you go ahead and blame it on on the hip hop you gotta you gotta come better than that you I gotta come, you gotta absolutely come better than that i think even today in texas they banned it drag cleaning because that no. is a danger to children i don't i i saw it vaguely on and i had to relook at it but but we refuse to address the issue of of the fact that these guns are being just you can just give them to anybody. Furthermore, you don't need to have your parent with you. you a a, a 15-year-old can get an 18-year-old to go get a gun for them in the store. There's no credentials that show any relation to that person at all. They're just able to do it as long as you doesn't have a record. You're fine. It takes 15 minutes. It's sad. It's but really disgusting. I, this is America, right? Unfortunately. Ronnie, I'm genuinely concerned for the state of Texas after burning my eyes reading this bullshit you spewed across the news. Sir, do you listen to rap? Who's your favorite artist? Which rap songs did you hear that promote school shootings? Stop deflecting. I understand you were where you were trying to go with this. Yes, mass media promotes violence and toxic masculinity. That includes video games, movies, and TV shows. But people telling their story on a beat is not incentive for a sound mind to go out repeating that behavior. It feels like we're putting Absolutely. barriers on the art. Absolutely. But my thing is, what about punk rock? Man, and the message is pretty much consistent. Any, like, violence or things like that. You have people in punk Rock videos smashing shit in hotel rooms. I mean, and there are kids on the internet consuming mass media on a daily basis who don't think about shooting up schools. Like, who on Absolutely. your team allowed you to project this bullshit on us? Somebody should be fired by this morning. Guns kill people, have, well, music no, doesn't. And furthermore, I feel like the media is not even, because it's so uncomfortable, they refuse to cover it for a certain amount of time. Like, at this point, I, I don't, I feel like we should not stop talking about this. Because at some time, somebody's going to be getting married, or somebody's going to become pregnant, or somebody's going to, like, they're, they're trying to gaslight other different things to get off of this situation, where we need to stay on topic. This is a real right. issue. And it's, it's crazy that I have to now search the internet for bulletproof book bag for my son and they're trying to equate it to hip-hop really out of all the things you could have pulled out the hat hip-hop was one of your things listen i can't all I have to say is guns kill people, music doesn't. Furthermore, assault rifles kill people at a faster rate and more violently. Why would a normal pedestrian need this kind of firearm? When you defend you. Second Amendment rights and blame music for these instances, I have to question your judgment. Right. Uh, or, but no, I just think that there is not a clue. They, these people just don't have a clue as to what they're doing. And I just think that I feel that unfortunately we're out here by ourselves we're out here on a raft and we have to protect ourselves because there is no way the, the, the mother in for that school ran in and got her own damn kids from out of there 
when the police was right yeah, there. I don't that understand. That was crazy. But again, um, we're going to sway away from that topic and just, I, I'm, I feel like at this point, we just have to pray and just live life the best way we can and protect ourselves because it's, it's getting crazy. I don't know what this world is turning into. Mush. Um, violence is on an all-time high. It's ridiculous. It is. I do have one more small rant for Brian Slatton, who is a oh, Texas rant. state representative. And... He is the guy who proposed the bill to ban drag shows in front of children in the state of Texas. And I think this oh, further emphasizes my point. I've never attended a drag show, so I can't speak on the context of the show. But this proposal isn't to ban sexually explicit content. It's to ban all drag shows, essentially banning an art form. I'm almost certain every drag show isn't sexually explicit. Why at such a critical time in your state do you choose to spend taxpayer dollars and energy on banning drag shows? Shouldn't parents have the right to choose where their kids go? Are you suggesting the parents in the state of Texas aren't competent enough to make this decision on their own. You know what I think? Your choice and statements like we need to stop trying to change the gender of children bring an unconscious or perhaps knowing bias to the surface. Can you really be for the people and against them at the same time? With what you've presented, I assume watching Scarface will turn me into a gangster. Maybe after watching Disney, I'll turn into Nemo. Hell, at this rate, I'll turn on an episode of American Greed and I might turn into you. All right. Right. Hello. A little Hello. drastic. Thank you. But if your wants aren't aligned with the people of Texas, what are your true intentions? And if this is the same people that voted that women can't bear their, they have to decide whether or not they want to get rid of their, they, if they want to keep on with their pregnancy or not. Like they made these decisions for women's bodies. They're making these decisions for drag. Like drag? I have, I, you may have not been to a drag show. I have been to a drag show. And then it's fucking amazing. It is nothing but laughter. And it's about people being in their true selves and their true art form. And mm -hmm. I don't see any from it i can see the same thing for all these shows that these kids are watching now you have tiktok you can't chill. parents are responsible for their children Word. ultimately how your children grows up and how your children ends up in life is the sole response they decide that they wanted their children to go out and watch let it be absolutely they have the right if to they want it for, in the same token is that i don't see how that's even part of the topic why is that important right now? Why is drag such a big... Why is drag such a thorn in your side? Let me find out. Yeah, good question. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't like going to say nothing, but it sounded a little suspect. You someone discovered their brother, son, or somebody dressing up as a drag, and they got little... They ruffled their velvets. Because why is that even an issue? He probably that, that, slid like, off with something after the show. Things that is happening in this world, that is your topic. That is what you want to ban. There was a hundred and million things that you could be banning right now. That is a, a pure danger to the, the public. And drag is one of your topics that you just have to eliminate out of this world. Like, man, if you Ridiculous. don't just go ahead, I can't. I can't. I have to be very um, corrective with what my language is because this shits me off, I tell you. <laughs> Yo, you and me both. I was reading I, it like, it is this nigga serious? It, it, it makes no sense to me why people just choose to ignore the real topics that's happening in this world. There's homelessness that's happening. There's drug abuse that's happening. There's, um, there's children abuse that's happening. Like, there's so much things that are happening in this world that you decide that you want to stop someone from putting on a dress and fucking makeup. Like, come on. Ridiculous. Come on. All right. We're going to get off. We're going to get off of that right now. What are you listening to right now, Tima? Um, I like, you know what I really am into? Like, audiobooks. Mm. I know that's crazy. Um, I and when, it, as far as music goes, you know, I'm a, a huge adult. Um, hey. Beyonce hasn't came out with an album in a while, so I can't say her. No, it's been um, a <laughs> 
I don't know what they're doing um, up there, the, the, the whole estate. Right, right. But I've been heavy into, like, um, just audiobooks as of late, really. Like, I've listened to music as I'm driving to work on the radio, and that's just not... Um, but my main focus has been, like, audiobooks, um, personal development books, just things that kind of, like, really just center me and keep me on, like, a level head. I get into my ratchet every now and then, a little lot of, you know, a little of this, a little that but um as of right now it's really just like audiobooks like i've been listening to the will smith one and i'm re-listening to the michelle obama book so hey. that's what i really get into while i'm at work check you because, out you know some good profound stuff you listening to there i like that yeah audiobook is like my number like my go-to like my go-go-to even like it's crazy but i didn't like charlamagne the god in the beginning but after listening to his book i really i found like a real found respect for him, especially for uh, mental health, um, channeling into your mental health and dealing with anxiety, especially in the African-American community. We don't do that enough. And um, we really need to tap into our, our mental health, especially our men. Like, I, you guys need to get into some therapy. It does it's not hurt to talk to somebody. Absolutely. You don't need to have that stuff all bottled in. And I know sometimes we women, you know, don't really quite understand because we got to be strong. But you ain't got to, you, you could go ahead and listen to somebody a real therapist i was just about to say i appreciate i appreciate you as a black woman even saying that because it, it's not the norm it's it's not like something that people or black women usually tell a black man like oh you need to go get therapy so it's just refreshing to hear period and it's definitely needed within the community mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially, I think that our men need it more because you guys want, you guys to bottle it in. It's just like, just so a side of like not having it all together is a sign of weakness, which is not true. Like our brain has a mental capacity and an imbalance. I, for one, have seen certain shifts in Dakota sometimes when he's not in himself. And I sometimes have that put him to the side and say, are you okay? And are you, are you mentally okay? You yeah, know, he works a lot. He does a lot. And he, he, he has the same amount of baggage as we, we women have. Unfortunately, we women are a lot more vocal and a lot more emotion when sharing it. And Dakota's like, he can be very quiet. But um, very recently, I think by maybe about a year ago, he even said that, you know, I think I want to go get therapy, which is a huge thing for me. Like when he's doing that, I'm just like, oh, I'm all ears. Like I, I have to be supportive in that narrative because it's not okay for you to keep that stuff just bottled in. Facts. You have to release it. Explode. and Speaking to somebody and letting that releasing it, just talking, get it like just being able to talk and free your brain. Hope it really does, especially for somebody who don't know you. They don't give a fuck. It's just like they don't know who you are. Once you get it out, you walk away. You know. That's a fact. I think it's important. So I'm I'm a huge champion of mental health and, and making sure that your brain is where it needs to be in your level. And shout out to Dakota for recognizing that a lot of people can't. And I'm definitely one who I would say does need therapy. Um, But it's definitely work to even get that out your mouth to be able to must up the words to say that you do need it. You know? Right. So to get right. That and by that time, it was already too late. Um, I think that it, it creates a certain bitterness because it's like nobody really cared about what I was going through. And it's just like we do care. It was just that we just didn't know where you were going through. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's important. That, and I encourage all men, um, all women, especially in our community, to seek out mental health. We need 
need it now more than ever. I don't know. I don't. I can't speak for most people, but COVID has really fucked me up as far as like mentally um, being, you know, in the house for so long, not knowing what was going to happen. The state of the world was just completely different. Have you seen New York shut down? Like New York shut down was like the most eerie, craziest thing ever. Where you can't go to bodega at eleven o'clock at night because the the chopsies like what? (laughs) Especially parents who are dealing with their kids and social distancing, getting COVID alone. Like I know that I just felt I've never gained my energy back from from being sick from COVID. Man, that's so it's important that you talk about it because you're not alone. I guess it's the biggest thing. Like in your head, you're alone, but that's not where you should be you should be out you know and i think that the problem is is that we're all in our heads so many times that we don't even know what it is to get out of it okay thank you for rejoining us back here at the random assortment and again i'm here with my girl fatima and there's a new trend on the horizon according to a report by shannon dawson of the urbandaily.com black men frolicking is the new tiktok trend this includes videos of black men jumping rolling and skipping in open fields as they smile at the camera paul what? Right? That's what I said too. Like that sounds crazy. Why is that a thing? I, listen, I don't know why, why it's a thing. Open field? I don't like bugs. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. So the lady Shannon says that black boy joy is a trend and it's a reminder that black men deserve to be happy in a world that constantly denies them the right to be. They deserve to be unapologetically themselves and not what society often pushes on them to become. So that's what really drew me to this story. And it definitely isn't aligned with what we've been talking about. Um, if I have to look at this. I haven't seen that trend and I'm always either. on TikTok. Quite frankly, I watch TikTok more than I watch TV. Is that I, bad? I think it's a little bad, but you know, alternatives. Don't judge me. Everybody has their drug of choice. I'm Listen, out of TikTok. I would never judge you. You understand? Come on. You know the vibe. You can't. Not for this, not for this podcast. If you grew up in the hood, then you're all too familiar with peer pressure from classmates, the homies on the block, girls, likely from home if your mom is single, all the white popular culture, movies, TV shows, and music are all defining what a man is for you in most instances. It's a tough space to navigate without direction, love, and caring. So shout out to this trend. I feel like the world doesn't let us just chill, be happy, and smile. And we all need that. We definitely need to find, like, to be happy like i think that anybody who asks me what do you want in life is not to be rich it's just for me to be happy that's it just for me to be happy i want on my tombstone she was happy she was happy every day (laughs) you know what i'm saying every day she was she made lemon out of lemonade i'm going to try to my best to be happy at the end so i don't know why that sounded wild funny to me just now you like i I could imagine walking up to your tombstone like she was happy and somebody falling out like oh my god she was she was dead happy. I don't even want a funeral. I wanna I want a club party. I'm gonna be up there on a projector saying, Y'all better dance. Man. I don't need to be crying. Nah, that's don't creepy. cry because I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I live my life. Don't cry for me. I live my life. I'm gonna be happy. My my funeral is gonna be at the club, so watch for that invite. Yeah. I wanna try something new, Tima. I hope you're ready. Oh, I hope so too. <laughs> It's a little game, you know, nothing too crazy. And this game is called Name That Black Sitcom. So, okay. how we play, how we play is I'm going to give you three facts about a show and you have to tell me the title of that show. Okay. We got four shows in total. You ready? Okay. All right. For the first one, the first fact, this show's episodes are broken up into three act story structures. This show spawned two spinoffs. 
one showcasing a cast member's journey through college. And the last fact, this show features Lawrence Fishburne and is written by Kenya Barris. Name that black sitcom. Oh my God, Lawrence Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne is written by Kenya Barris. And what was the first question? The, the, the first fact, fact this show college? is broken up into three act story structures. So like the episodes. And the uh -huh. second fact was that the show spawned two spinoffs. And one of those spinoffs showcases one of the cast members' journey through college. Blackish? Hey, that's definitely the show. <laughs> joint you could have listened that is my joint yes i ain't gonna lie though i do like blackish but i like grownish better i like blackish i don't even know why they i don't know why they end it and that's one of my things like i hate getting into shows in the end because i really get sad like blackish was like my show it had laughing and emotional at the same time and it was like so true speaking our truth yeah. in our black community and making a humorous out of it but people need to be aware of what we go through you know that's what i'm saying even there they were rich a rich family and they still had issues our story matters show you you are not um immune to the stuff that happens in life and no matter where you are whatever state of, of position you're in you still have struggles all right so this next one right this show's theme song features half of the hip-hop duo kid and play one of the cast members quit the show she later returned for a finale season this show is arguably one of the funniest sitcoms to ever air. Star plays 10 characters, including himself. Name that black sitcom. Martin. Hey. I knew he was going to get that. Yes. That's an easy one. That, I think my mother was watching that when she was like pregnant with me the whole time or something. That show is embedded in my head. So, Right. Martin is like Martin Lawrence because he is. Yo, so he was Shanene, Mama Payne, Otis, Jerome, Roscoe, Dragonfly Jones, Bob, Elroy Preston, and King Beef. Tim is that all Karen. of them? Oh, that's all of them right there. No, because you didn't mention Shanene. I did. That was the first one I said. Okay. Shanene. All right. So the next one, right? Mm -hmm. Two of the show's castmates were frenemies on screen and off. Two of the main characters <laughs> on screen's boyfriends died in real life. The show starred a popular 90s singer whose brother's sex tape with Kim Kardashian exploded in 2007. Name that black Moisha. sitcom. Come on, somebody. So, you should have given me Moesha. Once you said sex tape, I knew. I thought you might have <laughs> knew from the first one because her and Countess Vaughn had like an on-screen, off-screen. I didn't even you know. I didn't even know that. And then remember her boyfriend, he got shot back in like 2002. Yes, it's true. This yep. is true. Yep. So for our last one, you ready? This show is written by Yvette Lee Bowser and was originally named My Girls. The set for season one was originally used on Family Matters. Lastly, this is the first sitcom with four African-American lead actresses, and it was one of the highest rated shows every year. Name that black Girl. sitcom. No. Close, though. Close. That was the first um, one you got wrong. You have to get that. Yeah, there you go. That was quick. That was a quick makeup. Where I thought it was, it had to be one of those shows, but you know, I love me some girlfriends. Living single. I love me some people too, but um, what you call it? Getting on my nerves on that show. Who? Better not say Maxine Shaw. Turn um, me um, the one that's always the, the bougie one. Oh, Regine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, so on this last story, we talking about 31-year-old rapper Isaiah Rashad from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, he is now speaking publicly about his sex tape that leaked in early February. The Top Dog Entertainment artist sat down with Joe Button to discuss what happened after the video leak that displayed him engaging in sexual acts with other men. I want to disclose that I have no clue who this man is, and I've never heard a single song of his. I did unfortunately read about the sex tape online in real time, and I did not watch the video, so I can't tell you context surrounding that. And I wanted to ignore this story altogether, but the context here is too rich and too relevant to the culture. In this article, Rashad dives into the negative impact the outings had on his life and mental health. He also discusses a suicide attempt and wrecking two of his cars. I want to commend Rashad for having the courage to face this issue head on, especially as a rapper. Rap is probably the hardest space to be gay in, but especially as a black man. Everything about rap rejects homosexuality, hence the term no homo. I can't recall a black rapper who's not openly gay or bisexual ever being so accepting of what is. I think that that was dead wrong. I think in the world today, there is no such thing as privacy. Word. Um, this man should have not been outed in the manner that it was. Especially, it's his, it's his private choice, you know? Nice. And it wasn't something that was a choice of his own to make, to let the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, once you put something out on social media, millions of people um, insert themselves in your private life. And nice. people feel that they have the right, once they hit social media, to comment and judge you based off the decisions that you make. And the fact that now that he is forced, you know, forced, to have these conversations. It wasn't even a choice of his own. It was something like, okay, well, we have to clear this up. We have to clear this up. And it's just like, no, we don't have to clear up anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, they're forced to enter into a personal space that they're not re yet ready to talk about. And it does have a lot of mental anguish on them because once you hit social media, people twist it and turn it into their own reality. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with what in place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have some people who would take what has happened to him and say, this is probably clickbait. Or, and it wasn't even a choice of his own. So it, it, I think that it's, it's really fucked up. We need, I feel like as a society, we need to be very careful and kind when it comes to other people's lives and what, what people might be going through. Because okay. I feel like only 10% people show their true lives on on social media and even that that's not it's all lies i'm saying like people only post the glamorous part of their lives on social media when 90 percent of it is probably a lot of shit going on behind the scenes and i don't think that people realize that most of social media shit is fake when you put out somebody's personal life now that i have to explain it the people who don't even fucking know me you know what i'm saying like you even said we don't even know this man yeah. And here we are having to, ex he has to expose himself to to what's going on in his personal life. And it's, it's messed up. Definitely crazy. I will say he definitely could have been a little more careful. He probably shouldn't have been recording those tapes, you know, right. as a rapper, right. especially. But this is, but this is the hit. I have an issue with that because, I mean, yes, he shouldn't have been, if, if you, I also believe that if you're not one who, who wants to keep things like that private in your heart or not, you should never record things that you don't want to be exposed. Because regardless of who you are, right? Anything that happens in life, if you once you record it and it and you give some give somebody else the power to be able to dictate how it's going to be exposed. Thanks. So if you're one of those people who are not comfortable with your sexuality or comfortable with who you are, you should not record it and then put it out 
and then give it to someone else or have it into someone else's care where they can possibly expose you. It can be anybody. It can be a family member. It, I feel like nowadays where people are so petty that they'll use anything against you just to fucking make you suffer. And those are one of those things that I, I, I hold dear. However, I also believe in living your truth. Word. I, for one, don't, I, you know, me and Dakota, I'm sure we have tapes and things that we record of ourselves, but I also have to know in the back of my mind that God forbid our relationship goes terribly bad he has some shit that can really expose me and those are these are these are conscious decisions that you absolutely need to have if you're not ready to have it for me i don't quite give a fuck y'all i have (laughs) and we ain't in the bed playing patty cake you know what i'm saying but it's like one of those things where you have to tell yourself are you ready for whatever comes after once this is done because you can't take it off of social media you still seeing a fucking Kim Kardashian tape after years yeah. of this shit once happening out there, I'm sure over. that still right you can't you can't really you don't have control over it once it's not in your person anymore You're and done. even when it's not you got people hacking into iCloud now word uh, IT guy is upset so he's ready to expose secrets it's, <laughs> it's a mess yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If you not, if you don't got a strong backbone and you not, you not comfortable with stuff like that getting out, don't, don't record it. Don't record it if you're not comfortable. However, I do believe that there are some things that you probably felt like you wanted to because you are in love. A lot of things that you have to think when you're in love, young and dumb and, and doing stupid shit. But ultimately, you got to be comfortable when this stuff gets exposed. Um, because if it is, there's always, whether it's a 1% chance or a 10% chance, that this shit is going to reach the end, especially now today's where the internet. That's why I say the internet nowadays is ugly. Because back in our day, we didn't have no internet. Or, we had flip phones and stuff. We There was no, the most you was playing on your phone was Snake. That's it. You know, on that little no, Oki, Nokia on phone. But now, you got whole videos, you got documentaries, you got Only you got hard drives being exposed. I can't. It's, it's, it's a it wild, is, wild jungle out here. <laughs> it is nasty. I will say, Rashad, sir, you really set a precedence here. And we know there are other rappers who likely don't identify as gay or bisexual, who engage in gay and bisexual sex. I hope your story will reach somebody who's afraid to tell their truth. Also, big shout out to Joe Button for conducting that interview. A move in the right direction right. for the culture. We love to see it. Thank you, Joe. Jojo. Yeah, Joe. Not Jojo. Joe. The major message I hope we're taking from this and stories like it is let people be who they are. Stop trying to force them into a space. Stop acting like homosexuality is the worst thing in the world. Can we celebrate people instead of condemning them right. for not fitting into your perfect right. and if they're happy, what, why do we care? Exactly. Right? Like, they're not out here committing murders. They're not out... They're just out here loving on themselves and loving on each other. That's it. That's it. Like we need to... We need to lead with love. So, if this man decides that he just wants to... He loves the opposite sex and that's what he's into, don't just... He's still a human being. He Fact. still bleeds the same way we do. We're all human. You know, we still... We here, we here to live our lives the best way we can. And he chooses to live his life in this light. And no one has any right to judge anybody um, in this world. However, they decide to live their lives, whether it be homosexuality, transgender, um, lesbians, whatever. Like, love is love. Let's just all... I think that we got to do it in a respectable manner and keep it moving. It may not be for you. Just because some one person likes to have me decide... Like, you decided to go 
vegan and, you know, I still like meat. Don't mean that we still can't eat lunch together. Because we damn sure will. We, hello? <laughs> All we need is a phone call hello? and a drink. You understand? Listen, majorly, as a young black man, there's so much on our shoulders. Your boys are blessed, right, to live in a two-family household. What do you fear as a mother for your young black boys in today's climate? What am I preparing? What do you fear for them? Oh, what do I fear? Right now, yeah. currently, I fear them going, and it's fucked up, but I fear them going into this world and um, being misunderstood. Um, for one, like my oldest son, he loves hoodies and he loves putting on hoodies. I swear to God, it can be 90 degrees and he's putting on a hoodie. And the fear that I have for the him is people misunderstanding, mistaking him as a grown man trying to rock them. Man. Because he loves and enjoys wearing hoodies. And it's um, crazy that we got a fear sending our kids out in hoodies because of right. like Trayvon Martin. Something God simple. Rest his soul. And, and, be, and unfortunately, I fear that what people just don't understand is that our black kids and the black community itself you can't you can't hide your color or your skin right Word. you can't do that that's not something that he can that so the fact that his skin color is a fearful narrative for him he can't he can't change that not at all but unfortunately in the world that we live in today his skin is a target his skin is to be feared and that is one of the things that um i fear for my kids i fear that they will grow up angry especially now in today's world my son has witnessed and seen so much destruction and mass shooting and kids killing themselves and every day we have to have this conversation with them where these were not things that we had to have conversations about when we were younger Word. you know what i'm saying our biggest issue when we were younger was what jordans was going to come out and if we were going to stand on the line for those jordan releases now where now my son is worried about being popular and not and being misunderstood and not looking too black and not looking to hood and not looking to this or not looking to that. And it's, it's really messed up because he can't be himself. can't be his authentic self. They can't be their authentic self because I have to remind them, unfortunately, you are not, no matter how they look at you, equal. Until we change that, I have to kind of prepare them for the harsh reality that there's things that he won't be able to just do without second guessing or third guessing or even fourth guessing before he leaves this house. He's about to be um, a teenager who's going to get ready to drive. I have to teach him responsibilities of driving, being pulled over. How do you have to be? If yeah. I'm not carrying anything, Ma, why do I have to do it? Just put your hands on the steering wheel and make sure your hands is visible at all times. He doesn't crazy. understand the reason for that, but that is something that I it is required for me to teach. Him. Absolutely. It's, it's messed up. So those if there's there's a bigger fear, that's it. My my biggest fear is making my kids make it to their next birthday. Honestly, is trying to get them to their next birthday. And you know, I know all too well about being pulled over by the police. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah. They pulled me over one time. They were in front of me. We know Mr. Washington's mouth. If you know Mrs. Washington, this podcast guy, he's really cute. <laughs> because this man's mouth, oh, Lord. I think, oh, do you remember our first big argument? Tell me what our first big argument was. I don't remember. You got to remind me. Oh, we, we had an argument before? 
too much. Um, yes. That's my crazy. This freaking argument was from freaking naked juice and how many calories was in naked juice. <laughs> that's not an argument. That sounds like a debate or something. No, we had we had a full out argument. Debate. Like I swear to God, I think we had people on hold on three one one. Yo, and we were drinking. I don't know if we were. I was just like, these are healthy calories. He was like, it's still two hundred and something calories. I was like, they're happy to healthy calories. He's like, calories is calories, Johnson. It was so bad. I was like, I think we didn't talk the whole ride home, I swear to God. Yo. It I, was so bad. I told you no lies. That's a lot of calories for a juice. <laughs> Did I lie? We're not going to respond that. Did, like, okay, we're going to leave that alone. We gonna leave that that alone. was our biggest fight. That was, And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get on this podcast to tell you about yourself. When you were like chewing me out over fucking Yo. calories. I mean, you chew. Now, I really do love you, I Tima. I, I love you more. I really appreciate I love you. More. you. I can't. I don't I can't. I can't live this life without you. Yes, you, you are definitely one of those women that God put in my life for a reason. And I just appreciate your presence. Like, Not a season. You understand? Um, before yes. we head out today, I want to give a quick shout out to Dave Chappelle. Um, I've been reading on Twitter from a few folk that he's granted his proceeds from his recent Buffalo show to the families of the shootings in Buffalo, New York. So that's definitely Hi. super, super dope. Mm -hmm. And we are going to head out of here today, America. Me and Tina. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dave Thank Chappelle. You. I love me to Dave Chappelle. You know? Like, literally. He's one of he the best. He knows how to make a... He is, he is the best to ever do it. Like, there's no hands down. I don't care if it's like... If I can get a, a ticket to his show, I will, I will definitely spend my rent money on it. <laughs> Not the rent money. Yeah, Dakota really won't put your... Don't call me because you on the street with my godsons talking about come get me. Listen, I'm not driving to Virginia I, in the middle of the night. It's okay, I'll drive to you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even gotta worry. <laughs> because your kids is gonna be just fine. Yo, thank y'all for listening to us today. I wanna thank again thank Tima so for joining me. I really appreciate it. It was a dope episode. It is. And we hope to hear from you guys again. Make sure y'all follow us. Thank you for having me. It was of course, amazing. Of course. Thank y'all for following us on IG. That's at Random Assortment Podcast. And if you can, visit our website, www.randomassortmentpodcast.com. Y'all take it easy.